So Christmas is just one of those seasons for me that is tough. And it's being a pastor is like a perfect way to hate Christmas because we work through the whole season, basically. I was telling somebody the other day that uh, Christmas is like the Super Bowl in between two regular season games. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Reclamation Podcast. I'm excited to bring you the last episode of 2019. That's right. We're going to, here at the podcast, we're going to take a couple of weeks off as we go into the last part of the year to kind of prep and get ready for all that God has in store for 2020. And let me just tell you guys, I am so incredibly thankful for all of you who have shared and listened and rated and reviewed and given me feedback and shared your thoughts about what it's been like to be on this journey. When we started, my goal for 2019 was to set out and record uh, 25 episodes. So I wanted to do one every other week, basically. Um, and we crushed it. We crushed it. And and the reason that we crushed it is because of you, because of you listening and sharing and the feedback. That's what keeps me going. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for the comments, the ratings and reviews. And uh, if you have feedback, things that we can do better, we would love to hear it. Now, so make sure that you've subscribed to the podcast because coming in 2020, I've got some guests that are going to bring straight fire, straight fire. Guys like uh, Josh Gagnon from Next Level Church, Brian Tome from Crossroads, Adam Weber from uh, Embrace Church. I am so excited for the lineup of people. Pastor Myron Pierce um, from Nebraska. And I'm just telling you that the stories that they have to share are um, very inspiring, miraculous, and will challenge what you think you know about God and the way you see God in the world. So I'm excited to bring you all of that in 2020. So subscribe. Don't miss it. But how do we end 2019? I, I think that one of the, the most important things we have to talk about is Christmas, right? If you're listening to this podcast, Christmas on the day it releases, Christmas is a, just about a week away. Christmas Eve is coming, everything's coming, and Christmas is just about here. And I want to let you in on a little secret. I really don't like Christmas. I, I don't really know why. Um, growing up, my parents were divorced, and I used to go back and forth, um, and I'd like to blame it on that, but I don't think it really was. I don't know if I ever really engaged in it. I think maybe it's because it all feels so extra to me. Like it just feels extra. Hey, let's bring in a live tree, put it in the living room and put it with decorations that we only get out for one month a year. I just have no emotional attachment to that. I, I wish I did. I love watching my kids do it. My wife is a Christmas nut. And I'm telling you that if it wasn't for her, we wouldn't have a single Christmas tree in our house. As a matter of fact, if it wasn't for her, we probably would only have black and white decor in our house because I'm, I'm weird like that. So Christmas is just one of those seasons for me that is tough. And it's being a pastor is like a perfect way to hate Christmas because we work through the whole season, basically. I was telling somebody the other day that uh, Christmas is like the Super Bowl in between two regular season games. So I'll preach Sunday, preach three times on Christmas Eve, preach again Sunday. And it's like bang, bang, bang. So it's content, content, content. Which is fine. I love to do it. And I've been prepping for Christmas now for uh, at least a month. And so it's it's a big deal and I'm excited about it. But at the same time, it really affords me the opportunity 
to dislike Christmas. And so that's kind of part of my truth. Uh, I don't know what your truth is. And I thought today I would share with you some of the coping skills that I use to survive Christmas. Matter of fact, I've kind of narrowed it down to my top five. So I have five coping skills that I use to survive Christmas and to survive it well. So things that I do with my wife and my family that uh, you might want to try if you struggle with coping throughout Christmas. And again, these are my five. I would love to hear what you have to say, what that means to you, what that looks like, and uh, and share them. Share them with me uh, on my website at TWMilt or www.TWMilt on Instagram at TWMilt, Twitter, same name, or on Facebook, the Reclamation Podcast with Tony Miltenberger. All right, so without any further ado, my top five ways to survive Christmas. The first thing, map out your Christmas holiday with your spouse. Like physically sit down at your kitchen table, get out your calendars, your smartphones, or for those people who still use paper calendars, because I know there's still purists out there, get out there and map out the Christmas days with your spouse. My wife and I have already done it for this year. We mapped out the 23rd, 24th, 25th, and because of the way that the holiday falls, the 26th. So we've mapped out all of those days. We put it in the calendar. We've set uh, times, appointments, all the things that we need in order to be successful. Now what this does, what this does by mapping out the calendar with your spouse is it gives you uh, the ability not to be surprised. If you're anything like me, being surprised is like the absolute worst. Like, don't tell me we have to do something um, if I'm not mentally prepared and physically and emotionally prepared to actually do it. So just like, hey, we're going to just do one more thing with 20 people and we're all going to have dinner in a five-foot space. Like, that would be overwhelming for me. So mapping it out helps me mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually prepare for what has to happen. Are there changes to the schedule? Yes. Do we talk about them? Absolutely. Absolutely. We always talk about them. It's like a business meeting in a lot of ways. So we sit down with our calendars. We map everything out. We let each other know, you know, when do I have to be at work? When is she getting off work? When do we have to pick up the kids? What are we going to do with the kids? They're on Christmas break, but my wife and I still work. So all of those things kind of get kind of handled in that business meeting where we map out the day. So that's step number one, map out the Christmas days with your spouse or partner. Number two, and this kind of goes along with number one, they're partners here, uh, identify your non-negotiables, right? Identify your non-negotiables. What are the things that you have to do in order to be successful over Christmas? And you can laugh at that if you want, but I really do believe that all of us have some non-negotiables in order to be successful over Christmas. So let's first establish what a non-negotiable is. Uh, Said another way, it's a boundary. It's a boundary, something that you're not willing to give up. So a non-negotiable for me is the gym. I'm always going to find time to go to the gym over Christmas break. I'm not going to negotiate with it. Aside from Christmas Day, I'll probably be there uh, every day pending something else, right? Like pending uh, me not feeling well is the only reason I wouldn't go to the gym. And even then, I think it's good to sweat it out a lot of times. So I'll suffer at the gym rather than suffer at home just to kind of sweat out whatever's going on. So that's a non-negotiable for me. Another non-negotiable, a good example, a nap for me on Christmas Eve. I'm gonna work at 12, five, and seven. We have services at Restoration Church, 12, five, and seven. So I will definitely 100% 
take a nap in between those services. Now, my wife loves traditions, so some of our family traditions are non-negotiables for her. You know, Christmas morning, having cinnamon roll, just the five of us, super, you know, serious, not serious, but super uh, protected family time is a non-negotiable. What happens is, is that if you and your spouse, your partner, they map out your non-negotiables, you're going to meet each other there. And so, so when I tell my wife that the gym's a non-negotiable, she ends up supporting me in that process. When she tells me the traditions are non-negotiable, I support her in that process. And now what's happened is we've gone from being opposition to being on the same team because we have similar goals, right? Setting out the non-negotiables help you achieve similar goals. So that's step number two. So step number one, map out the Christmas holidays with your spouse. Literally put it on your calendar. Step number two, identify your non-negotiables. Step number three, and this is gonna sound so simple, but we gotta be intentional about it. Step number three, use your manners. Use your manners. Say please and thank you. Look, I know that you're busy. You have all the things happening in your mind. You've got lists. If you're anything like us, you've got laundry baskets full of presents that have to go in and out of the car one gazillion times. You end up bringing more home stuff than you brought. It's just all of it. But if you can take the time to say please and thank you to the people that you love the most, what you'll do is you'll create space, right? You'll create space um, and, and appreciation and gratitude because when we say it, it becomes more of a reality. And so when you are intentional about saying words like please and thank you or, or opening the door for someone or doing the extra nice things, your heart will change, their heart will change, and all of a sudden, life becomes a little bit more manageable. The rest of the world may not be using manners, but if you use it in your family and in your marriage, things will be different. I promise. I promise. Be intentional. How many times can you say please and thank you in a four-hour block with the people that you love? Hey, honey, would you get me a cup of coffee, please? Or, hey, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, wrap those Christmas presents. All super easy things that we can do to show appreciation and gratitude. Because let's be honest, we're the rudest, we're the absolute meanest to the people in our lives that are closest to us. If we talked to business partners the way that we talk to our spouses, we would not have any business partners. If you think about the difference when you answer a work phone, when you answer your home phone, there's a, a certain casual casual uh, approach there that can sometimes be detrimental and make the other person feel not appreciated. right? If, if you were to call Restoration Church, I'd be like, hello, thanks for calling Restoration Centerville. This is Pastor Tony. How can I help you? When my wife calls, this is what I do. Hey, babe, what's up? Do you see the difference? You see the difference in the tone and the vocality. And so I just want to invite you to be intentional about using your manners. Now, the fourth step in surviving Christmas, find time for solitude. Listen, I'm telling you right now, you've got to take care of you. You got to take care of you. Whether that's gym time, prayer time, scripture time, you time, you got to take care of you. And I would say that it's even helpful to let your, your partner, your spouse know when exactly you're going to do that. So most of my time is in the morning. I'm a morning guy. So I'll get up 4.30, 5 o'clock, even over Christmas break, 
even when it's tempting to sleep in. I'll get up earlier than everybody else in the family and I'll spend time in scripture. I'll spend time reading, sipping tea or coffee or whatever. I'll go to the gym, whatever it takes, because this is what I know to be true is that you can't give of yourself if you're empty. You can't give of yourself if you're empty. So you've got to find ways to fill your cup. One of the things I learned in recovery is that we're most likely to make a bad decision when we're halts. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. All of that comes back to taking care of you. Right? How are you feeling? Are you hungry, angry, lonely, tired? Because you're not going to make good decisions if you're in that kind of space. So step number four, find time to relax in solitude. Find time to take care of you. Uh, For me, a lot of times that's listening to podcasts. I'll listen to podcasts at the gym. I'll put my headphones on. And even though there's lots of people at the gym, I often feel like I'm by myself. And even as a screaming extrovert, that is such a gift. That is such a gift. And I know that I'm always better because of it. Okay, the fifth step, the final thing that I recommend in getting ready to survive Christmas is this, worship. Worship. Go to church. Go to church. Even if you don't normally go to church, go to church and just remember that there's something in the world bigger than you. Awe and wonder is such a wonderful gift in this season of Christmas. If if you're of the Christian faith, then, then you know that Christ came in flesh and blood. And that's what we celebrate in Christmas. And that is such an amazing gift. As a pastor, sometimes it's so easy to get into the rhythm of work around Christmas that I forget to worship. One of the things that Karen and I try to do is we try to go to another church and worship outside of Christmas Eve. There are lots of churches who are doing Christmas at at odd hours, Sunday night, whatever, uh, even mass on Christmas morning. All of those things can be incredible gifts if both of you want to do that. But, but worship, you can also... I mean, in the world that we live in now, there are so many messages that you can listen to online that you can literally on Christmas Eve, right before you go to bed, uh, pull up, you know, another church online, watch Christmas Eve, listen to what they have to say and, and remember that you are in a world that is so much bigger than you. You are in a world that is so much bigger than you. And it's an incredible gift. Worshiping God is a gift to me. And, and if you've never done it before, I would tell you to go in there, put your phone on, do not disturb, and just listen to the words of the songs, listen to the words of the message, feel the presence of the living God in the space. You know, we're, we're going to worship at noon, five and seven at Restoration, and I am so excited to see all the families that come in and get connected and are a part of that. So I, I just want to challenge you on Christmas to worship. Worship with all of your presence and your body. So that's it. Those are my five. Let me recap them for you just in case you missed one. The first thing I recommend, map out the Christmas season. Like literally put it on a calendar. Second thing, identify your non-negotiables. What do you absolutely have to have next week in order to survive Christmas? Or maybe take it all the way through the new year. Number three, Remember your manners. Say please and thank you. Don't don't underestimate courtesy. It's such a gift that we can give to the people in our lives. Number four, find time for you. Right? You can't serve others from an empty cup. You've got to fill yourself up. And number five, 
worship. Go to church, worship with all your body, all your presence. Worship, worship, worship. So that's it. Those are my five. I'm really interested to hear what you've got. Uh, again, you can hook up with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the places. I would love to hear what you do to survive Christmas. And again, thank you so much for the opportunity to share this podcast and this platform with you. I love, love, love being able to share the stories of some of our incredible guests. This year was an incredible year, a first year for me uh, of doing this podcast. And I'm so thankful to all of the people who took time to listen, to share, to rate, to review, and our guests. We had so many of my friends that I got to sit down and put a microphone in front of their face and just pelt them with questions. And that was such a blessing for, for our friendship and for me and hopefully for all of you. So here's to an incredible 2019 and who knows what God has in store for 2020. I know I know that God is moving in and through this platform, and I'm going to bet that God is moving inside of you. So no matter where you are in your faith walk, uh, Merry Christmas to you. God bless you. May 2020 be an incredible year, and I can't wait to share with you some of the incredible conversations coming your way. As always, the best way to make sure that you don't miss is to subscribe. You can either uh, do that on my website, TWMilt, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're basically on every platform. Thank you so much. And I am praying for each and every one of you in the new year.